Welcome back, everybody. We have Encounter with God happening right now. But before we get into our Encounter with God, and we welcome you as you join us for a Bible study series along with 20 million other people who will be studying the same topic today. I just love that. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? Join a movement. Join us here on Faith FM and uh, join us as 20 million people across the world study the same thing together this morning. Okay, what is our next clue for the quiz? I'm going to give you two clues because I'm really nice. Yeah, we're running a little bit yeah, behind schedule yeah. with, our, with our quiz this morning. Okay, the second clue for this Who Am I quiz is the scripture says no one has ever shown the mighty power Power or perform the awesome deeds that I did. Read that again. The scriptures say no one has ever shown the mighty power or performed the awesome deeds that I did. Mm, okay. Are you still stumped? No. Oh, darn it. <laughs> I was so hoping you'd be stumped. I'm going to give you the third clue right now. I regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ as greater value than the treasures of Egypt. Oh, come on. That's getting too easy now. Who for, who who was like, nah, on the treasures of Egypt and decided to follow God? Who turned their back on the treasures of Egypt? If you know the answer, give us a call. 1-800-FAITH-FM. That's 1-800-324-843. Or you can text us 0491. 9106 Jump on our Facebook if it's easier for you, Faith FM Australia. And we will send you the prize, which today is a Melissa Otto CD. Lovely album from her. Okay, so we've been talking about war in heaven. We've been talking about the great controversy that has been taking place. We have been talking about um, the opportunity that we have to, um, I, I guess, well, the, the fact that we are a part of what is happening. Mm. And this really fits in well with what Michael was sharing with us earlier in relationship to religious liberty. Yeah, very interesting segment. I really enjoy because that. Because religious liberty is simply us giving others the same thing that God gives to us. us. Yeah. God gives us the power of choice mm-hmm. and we give other people the power of choice. Mm-hmm. And so just coming back to uh, you know what I was talking about with Michael because um, you know we had right there in Newtown and I was ministering in Newtown back in the day, uh, the Church of Satan. I've met people there who are members of the Church of Satan. We have a good conversation together and they seem to be very pleasant people. I strongly disagree with mm-hmm. uh, their views. I strongly disagree with worshipping Satan. I believe in worshipping Jesus Christ. But I also believe in supporting their right to choose... Mm-hmm. To be lost. Yeah. Because without that right, love does not exist. That's exactly, exactly what I was thinking when my father was talking. Just doesn't exist. I was like, we have to let the people choose because if we force them, that's not love anymore. Yeah. And if God forced us, God would not be love. Mm, that's right. The, the thing, that the, the, the entity that creates the existence of love is the freedom of choice. Amen. And without that... You know, and so this is really what we are grappling with here in Australian government right now is how do we actually legislate this divine concept of freedom that God gives to us and that he affords to us, you know, the, the freedom to choose to be lost. You have that freedom. We have that freedom. Okay, so we're going to uh, – where are we going in our Bibles today? Let's go to – let's go to Revelation chapter 12. And let's go to verse 7 uh, seven through 9. If you could read that for us. We read this a couple of days ago. We're going to go back over it again in a little bit more detail. Revelation 12, verse 7 to 9. Okay, and uh, while we are looking that up, we have a caller who has called through. And uh, Karen from Queensland, welcome to the show. Thank you. Now, Karen, do you have an answer for the quiz? I think I do. You think you do? Okay. All right. What would your answer for the quiz be this morning? Moses. Yeah, you got it, Karen. Good job. Well Excellent. Done. We're going to send you a Melissa Otto album. You're really going to enjoy that. Thank you so much for joining us and getting that right. I'm very impressed. Yeah, you got absolutely. It, you only got it one clue after Lyle, dude. That's pretty good. <laughs> was a bit of a, bit of a challenging one this morning. Hey, now, Karen, mm-hmm. I just want to ask you, what are you grateful for today on this beautiful Wednesday morning? Thursday morning. Man, I'm a day behind. Um, being alive. Being alive. Amen to that. That's so much better than thing. being dead, isn't it? <laughs> the, the, other, the, options, the other option is not so good. You so. can't win anything off the radio when you're dead. Yeah. Well, you have a wonderful day, Karen. Thank you. 
All right, so coming back to where we were, um, I had that... uh, Revelation 12. Revelation 12. And verse... We don't get to to give any more clues yet today. I know, it's a bit sad. But she did a good job. She did. She did like only three clues, she got it. That's a top notch. Good work, Karen. Okay, Revelation 12 and verse... Uh, 7 to 9. 7 to 9 says... Then there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon and his angels, and the dragon lost the battle, and he and his angels were forced out of heaven. This great dragon, the ancient serpent called the devil or Satan, the one deceiving the whole world, was thrown down to the earth with all his angels. So that doesn't sound too great for our planet Earth, does it? No. No. The Bible goes on and it says a few verses down here. It says, Therefore rejoice, you heavens, and you that live in them, and woe to the inhabitants of the earth and the sea, for the devil has come down to you, having great wrath, because he knows that he has but a short time. That's That seems sounds a little bit harsh, doesn't it? It's like, yeah, all of the... Um, oh, by the way, before we, before we actually look into that, mm-hmm. there's something fascinating here that a lot of people skip over. Okay. It says, Rejoice, you heavens, and you who live in them. Mm. Now, did you pick up... That there are two words in that phrase that are both plural. Yeah. What are those two plural words? Oh, you've got a different translation. I've got a different translation. Yeah. <laughs> so looking at Monty, looking at her Bible like, ah, uh, ah. Uh. But it's talking about multiple people, right? Or three. Three things that are plural. So we've got multiple people mm-hmm. in, watch this, rejoice you heavens. Mm, heavens. Multiple heavens. And you that live in them mm-hmm. is multiple locations. Mm-hmm. And so here's what the Bible is teaching. And this is one of many places where you'll find this coming through. This one's a little bit more subtle, that the universe mm-hmm. is actually uh, not a vast uninhabited desert mm-hmm. where God spent the majority of eternity by himself until he decided to create human beings. And it's not just us either. Or create heaven. Mm. There's not just earth and heaven. That's not the only two places that there are in the universe. The Bible says that the universe is full of people. It is full of different locations. Um, the word heavens actually means the cosmos. Oh. So it's not talking about heaven, which is paradise where God lives. The Bible describes that as paradise. So the Bible talks about three heavens. Mm-hmm. There is the atmospheric heavens, and the Bible says that Paul was caught up to the third heaven. There is the atmospheric heavens. That's the atmosphere around our earth, so, you know, where you see clouds and s- that kind of thing. Um, then you have the starry heavens. And this is what the Bible is talking about here. This is the cosmos. This is, you know, re- the Bible talks about how Jesus created the worlds, plural, the planets that are out there, that are inhabited, that have, mm-hmm. you know, whatever that is living on them. I have to say, this is probably one of my favorite little tidbits from the Bible because I'm so excited. I'm so excited at yes, the Yes, you're prospect. a traveler, aren't you? I'm a traveler and I can't wait to uh, for the second coming to get to heaven and then to go traveling and to meet people from other I don't know, realms, heavens, planets. I don't know what the word is, but I can't wait to meet them and make friends. Yeah, absolutely. What's on your bucket list for your next location? Mars. No. <laughs> I, think, I think that Mars is going to be super boring. Yeah, it, you know, it's going to be some planet that we've never heard of full of some people. I don't know. I'm so excited. I just want to go to all of them and I'm so happy that I have all of eternity to check it all out. And it's, it's amazing because there are so many places right here on our world that are so beautiful and it's just, I want to see that. I want to go there. I want to experience Experience that, and you know, it's all you feel like you could never do it in one lifetime. Mm. And there is a universe full of them. I know it's so exciting. I wonder what the do you reckon they'll look like us? I have no idea, but I'm keen to find out. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. So the Bible speaks about the heavens here and those that live in them, multiple places, multiple locations. You know, you think about this. We know that God is creative by nature Mm -hmm. and that God is love. Mm -hmm. And love cannot exist when there is only one being, correct? Correct. Love cannot exist as, 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 you know, in the singular. Uh-huh. To, have, to have love, there has to be more than one being. And this is why we know that we have a Godhead, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Because if the Godhead had uh, simply been singular, then love cannot exist. That's true. Okay. 
Now, imagine for a moment a God who is love and a God who is creative who chooses not to create. Does that make sense? No, that doesn't make sense Okay, so now, so, now, so now we know that he's creative, so he chooses to create. So let's say that he then chooses to create a vast, empty, uninhabited desert, otherwise known as the universe. Does that make sense? No. No. It teaches, it's, a, it's a teaching, it's a concept that destroys the character of God because you have, you know, some people are like, yes, God is eternal. And yes, God has uh, heaven. And yes, there was a time when he created heaven and he created the angels and he created this earth. And outside of that time, there's nothing else. Yeah, that makes him seem that, that teaches, so small. It teaches that God is very small. It mm-hmm. teaches that God is very um, uh, relatively powerless and that God is not that interested. He's much more interested in infrastructure than he is in relationships. Mm. Because you look at the universe, there's a lot of infrastructure out there. Mm-hmm. And to create all that infrastructure without creating beings, living beings, means that he's like, yeah, well, you know, human beings are a bit of an afterthought. You know, we'll create a few angels and a few humans on the side, and that's it. We'll leave. We'll stop there. It's like it's like building a bunch of houses and not putting any people in them. Exactly. It's like a family building a nursery in their home, and they're not sticking a baby in it, or getting a doghouse, not putting a dog in it. <laughs> You're making me feel sad. <laughs> Why do I feel sad right now? We can imagine a whole bunch of empty houses. Why would God do that? God is definitely creative and he loves beings, people, whatever they want to call them that he's created. Of course he would create so many of them. You know, he's a relational God. It just makes sense there'd be more of us out there. Absolutely. And of course the Bible is very, very clear on this and this is one of the places that the Bible says so. Okay, so the, here the Bible addresses those who are outside of planet Earth and it tells them to rejoice and it says, woe to the earth because Satan has come down to you. Doesn't that sound a bit harsh? Like, hey, everybody else have a party. Um, but earth, uh, bummer for you guys. Yeah. You got the short straw. You got the short straw. <laughs> What's but, going on here? Well, I mean, like you said the other day, didn't he get thrown down just about the time that earth was created? So it was just that we were, we were in the timeline that it was just Adam and Eve. They were mm. fresh, off, fresh off the press, so mm-hmm. to speak. And they had uh, yet to make up their mind about whether they wanted to follow God or follow the devil, right? Mm-hmm. And so he gets thrown down there to tempt them so they can make up their mind. Yeah, yeah, yep. Okay, and, and, and I guess that uh, in many ways, you know, the rest of the universe would have been glad to see the end of Satan. Mm. It's like, okay, he's got no more access to us. Mm-hmm. Might, it's like, phew. You know, and it'd be a little bit like if uh, you know God created another planet. It's like, well, I've got to give this planet the the power of choice now, so I'll move Satan off planet Earth across to that other planet. We would all breathe a sigh of relief, wouldn't mm-hmm. we? You know, all of those problems that we were talking about earlier in the Middle East suddenly solved. Mm. You know, I do wonder. You know, if the devil did go to other planets or other, you know. I don't know races of people beings and uh, and had a go at trying to convince them to to sin against God mm-hmm. I wonder how he did it to them you know to Adam and Eve he you know appeared as a beautiful creature in a, in a tree and tempted them with fruit yes yeah, so the Bible does not give a lot of mm. detail on that the Bible indicates that uh, a third of the angels fell the Bible uh, there's no indication that any of the other planets fell. And uh, but how he was able to actually pull that off, we do not know. Yeah, he must but, be a very uh, convincing person. Yeah, yeah, very, very convincing indeed. And uh, 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 of course, you know, uh, my opinion. I'm going to share with you my opinion. Mm-hmm. My opinion is that God has suspended creation for the next uh, for, for six thousand years while it all plays out here on this earth. Mm-hmm. But here's a question, a mm-hmm. philosophical question that you can share your opinion on that the Bible doesn't have an answer to. Mm-hmm. What happens after the controversy is finished and Satan is finally destroyed because the Bible says very clearly in Ezekiel chapter 28 that Satan will be turned to ash. He'll be burned to ash and completely destroyed. Um, After God has done that and the universe is clean again and God has accomplished his purpose, which is to rid the universe of sin and pain and suffering. Mm -hmm. Does that mean that God will never be able to create again? Do you know what? I just... I just can't imagine that a creator God, a relational, loving God, would not. Okay, so if God then creates again, you've got another planet populated with more beings that have never experienced sin. They don't know what it's about. You know, the whole when God finishes everything up here, mm-hmm. you're never going to try it again, are you? Because you've no experienced way. it. Yeah, yeah. it's like why would we start that again? 
Um, the universe is never going to try that again because they're like, well, we saw planet Earth. We don't want that coming anywhere near mm-hmm. where we live. Well, but then you get a new planet. They've never seen it. Or never seen it. Yeah. I I think that humans, planet Earthians, are going to be like ambassadors, and we can go there and say, look. This is our story. This is what happened to us. This is a history of redemption. Don't, you know, if you're thinking about sitting, let me tell you what happens when you do. That's a really good, that's a really good thought. I actually really like that thought. And uh, I feel very bad for, you know, new planets that are created that sort of, you know, this, this thought crosses their mind and, uh, and God's like, yeah, wander over there and sit down and have a conversation with them. And suddenly it'd be a really horrific conversation, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would be terrible. You'd know, be coming away from that with some pretty severe PTSD by the time, yeah. you know, we sit down for uh, um, a couple of hundred years and share with them the history of our earth. Wouldn't they have history books as well? Well, this is the other thing, you know. Of course, um, we record our books, we, we, we record our history in books and on hard drives and so forth. I think God has much more sophisticated ways of recording history, mm-hmm. and I don't see any reason why God couldn't say, "Okay, you want to you considering you considering sin? Mm-hmm. Just sit down here for a moment while I hit uh, play on the history of Earth mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and watch it in panoramic vision and see how long you last. Mm, yeah. You know, and I, I don't see many of them getting past, you know, the murder of Abel or something like that. Yeah. It's like, yeah, no, nah, we've seen enough. Yeah. I read a book one time. I think it was called Desire of Ages. And it tells the story, um, you know, of uh, Adam and Eve. And it says that when Adam saw the first leaf fall off a tree and he saw something die for the first time, something of nature, his heart was completely broken and he just wept at the sight of a leaf falling off a tree and dying because he'd never seen anything die before. Can you imagine if these people are like, you know, considering sitting against God and, you know, God says, here, let me press play for you and they have to see what happened on earth. I don't think they'll be very interested in sitting at all after that. Hmm, mm, absolutely. And uh, yeah, just a, uh, a mind-boggling thought that we have coming through uh, right here in relationship to, you know, just how God works. Mm. Okay, let's move on and um, let's go to let's go to John chapter 1. John chapter 1. Matthew yeah, Mark. We're going to read John. John chapter 1 verse 1 through 4. John chapter 1, verses 1 through 4, you said. Mm -hmm. Oh, my Bible's sticking together today. There you go. Okay. In the beginning, the Word already existed. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through Him, and nothing was created except through Him. The Word gave life to everything that was created, and His life brought light to everyone. When the Bible speaks about the Word, who is it speaking about? Jesus. That's, absolutely. That's speaking, speaking about Jesus. So we could actually reread this passage, taking out the word, Word. It sounds interesting, the word, mm-hmm. Word. And replacing it with Jesus. But before we do that, we're going to listen to a little bit of Josh Cunningham with the song Emmanuel. <laughs>
That was Josh Cunningham with Emmanuel here on Faith FM. We were reading from 1 John chapter 1, verse 1 to 4. Now, what I want you to do, Mon, is to read that for us again. Just take out the word word, the word word, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, and uh, replace the word word mm-hmm. with Jesus. I like saying bit, that. Bit of a tongue <laughs> I like saying that. It's kind of fun. <laughs> okay. In the beginning, Jesus already existed. Mm-hmm. Jesus was with God, and Jesus was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through him, and nothing was created except through him. Jesus gave life to everything that was created, and his life brought light to everyone. You know, that's a really clear passage. I have people come to me and say, oh, no, Jesus was created by the Father. Mm -hmm. Does that sound like Jesus was created by the Father there? No, not at all. You know, you simply read it. It's it's, it's just absolutely, and it helps us to understand what is taking place in the great controversy between Christ and Satan. Mm. Because you don't have a situation here where you have two angels who are fighting each other. Mm -hmm. You don't have two created beings of different ranks who are fighting each other. Mm -hmm. You don't have two beings that at some point had an origin fighting each other. Because sometimes I come to people like, oh, you say that Jesus was a created being. And they're like, no, 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 no. Jesus wasn't created. He was begotten. What does Uh, begotten even uh, mean? (laughs) Just for us regular folk out there. Okay, it simply means brought forth. Okay. So Jesus wasn't, wasn't, he wasn't created. He was brought forth forth. Still doesn't really make it any clearer. Okay, he has an origin. Okay. The, the, the issue here is that he has an origin. So I could say like, my juice <coughs> is begotten of me and my juicer. Outside of God, begotten is only ever used in relationship to the birth process. Oh, okay. Yeah. So if you have a child, you have begotten a child. Okay. That's why you have the begats. Ah, That's where the begats come from. You know, okay. this person beget this person beget this person beget mm-hmm. this person. The you can read those in uh, Matthew, Matthew, Luke, Genesis, places like that. Uh-huh. Lots of fun, particularly if you're doing your devotions, to uh, <laughs> hit those chapters and go, oh my goodness, <laughs> what have I hit here? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so that's what all the begats are. And so often I hear people out there and like, oh yeah, you know, um, Jesus. Uh, at one point, you know, did not exist separate from the Father. Okay, so at another point, he became separate from the Father. So therefore, from where did he receive his life that he now has separate from the Father? Well, clearly he received that from the Father, right? Mm-hmm. So either he is a recipient of life or he is not a recipient of life. And you can, you, can, you can use any phrase or word or term you want to describe that. If Jesus is a recipient of life, he is a created being. Okay. And therefore, uh, Satan has somewhat of a legitimate cause to say, well, why does he have more power than me? I see. I was about to ask you, is it really that important whether or not he's created? or no, Satan could come along and say, you know, I, I, I'm a created being. You're a created being. I'm powerful. You're powerful. What's the difference between us? Why do you have all of these privileges and I don't have any? Okay. I got it. But Satan does not have that right because as you were just reading to us here, what does it say there again? What is it about Jesus? Put Jesus in there again, that uh, first couple of v- verse or two? He already existed. He was with God and he was God. Yeah, already existed. Mm. Jesus already existed. Um, if you go over to go over to Colossians, this is my favorite one on this particular subject. Colossians chapter 1, speaking about Jesus Christ. Colossians chapter 1, read for us verse 17. Verse 17 says, He existed before anything else and he holds all creation together. All right. I want you to think about this very simply. The Bible says he existed when? Before Before anything else. Before anything else. Anything else. Before anything else. Okay. So then, is it possible that the Father existed before him? No. Because he existed before, before anything, anything else. else. That is a plain statement, right? Mm-hmm. That's what the Bible says. It says it in the in the clearest possible manner. Mm-hmm. You can't get it clearer than that. And, and of course, our good friends, the uh, Jehovah's Witnesses and uh, lovely people, but I have disagreements with them, um, will then take us back to verse 15. Read for us verse 15. 15 says, Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. He existed before anything was created and is supreme over all creation. Was that verse 15? That was verse 15, Colossians 1.15. Let me read it to you in my translation. Sure. It says, He is the image of the invisible God, God, the firstborn of every creature. 
Firstborn. Uh, Mon's looking confused now. Firstborn. We just made a really strong point Uh that Jesus is not born. Yeah. Uh, He was not created. And now it's just saying he's the firstborn of every creature. Yeah. Kind of makes it sound like he's like... What's your answer to this, Mon? I'm... Is firstborn of every creature some sort of phrase for something else? Because, I mean, he can be firstborn, but firstborn of every creature? You're standing creature? at the door and you've got your good friends at Jehovah's Witnesses have just come to share with you and they read you this verse. And what are you going to say? I would say, can we just keep reading because... Then yeah, verse 17 answers it. <laughs> yeah, verse 17 smashes <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Okay, <laughs> let me ask you a question. Who's the first lady of the United States? Um, uh, Melania, Melania, um, Trump. That's right. Melania. I, my first brain was like, ooh, Michelle Obama, but it's not her <laughs> no, no, you're about a year yeah. or two out of date, maybe two <laughs> yeah. years out of date. She's still my first lady. Never mind. <laughs> Let's not get okay, too Okay, we know where your political uh, <laughs> persuasions, persuasions lie. Okay. On the left as, of the spectrum As there. far as first ladies go, because Michelle Obama has strong interest in health and so do I, and I appreciate her okay. championing kale chips in particular. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. Okay. So, Melania Trump, was she the first lady to ever live in America? No. Ever be born in America? No. No. Why do we call her the first lady? Because she's the current first lady. No, she's not. There's many current ladies in America who were there before Melania. She's She's an immigrant. She's a current first lady in power, in holding that position, okay. holding it right now, currently holding the position. Uh, but 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 why would we give her that title? I mean, she's not the. She's, she's not. She's married to the president. Yeah. That makes her the first okay. lady. <laughs> <laughs> I know the answer is there somewhere. All right, it works like this. It works like this. The first mm-hmm. has more than one meaning. Okay. It can mean chronologically. Uh huh. Okay, so the first lady who ever crossed the Bering Sea and landed in the continent of America mm-hmm. was the first lady chronologically in America. True story. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, or they may have walked across the land bridge but back then. I don't know whether it was a land bridge or it was the Bering Sea or whatever. Anyway, mm-hmm. the per- first person ever to cross into the continent of America, the first lady, the first female to ever do that, is the first one chronologically. Mm-hmm. Melania Trump is not the first one in chronology, is this? she is the first one in preeminence. In other ah. words, the first one in importance because she is married to the president. Okay, so let me ask you this question. Out of all of the people who have been born, is anyone ever been born who is of greater preeminence or importance than Jesus Christ? Absolutely not. He is the first in importance, not the first in chronology. That's what the Bible teaches us. We're going to have a question of the day now. If you have a question, give us a call. 1-800-FAITH-FM.
Settle on the far side 
Sons of Korah with Psalms 139. What are we giving away today, Mike? Ooh. I love this part of the show. Mm-hmm. It's always Me my favourite part. It's more blessed to stuff. give than receive. And so today I actually picked out a book um, that might help someone understand a bit more about God's love. And it's called God's Love Song. It's a book by Ginny Allen. And it's stories, uh, true stories about um, glimpses of God's love, essentially, in, in this world today. So if you would like to have a copy of this book, you can give us a call. Just be the first person to call through 1-800-FAITH-FM. It's 1-800-324-843. You can even text us 0491-064-669. Just don't text while you're driving, please. Um, or even Facebook or, or our email. Um, you can jump on our website, faithfm.com.au, and shoot us through an email and just make sure you leave us your details. And we will send it to you free of charge. God's love story, a beautiful book um, from Ginny Allen talking about the love of God. Fantastic. And this is one of the biggest things that I worry about the most, Mon, mm. is how that God, God's character is so maligned in our world. Yeah. Any teaching that any church presents or any religious group presents that has an implication that shows that God is not love is a false teaching. That's, you know, When you're looking at teachings to find out, okay, is this a true teaching or is this a false teaching? Look at the implications of that teaching in relationship to the character of God. Find out what it says and that will give you a good understanding of whether it's true or false. And then, you know, if it teaches that God is not love, you're going to find lots of things against it. Sadly, the devil has had a lot of success in convincing people that God is in love, but he certainly is. And we hope that you have gotten that message loud and clear from our show today, that God is love. And we'll be back tomorrow morning after the 7 o'clock news. You have a grateful and blessed day. This has been Lyle and Mon on Faith FM's Breakfast Show.
isn't enough for you, nothing's going to be enough for you. Because it's meant to be real, and real life stories have baggage. We know that Peter's a loose cannon. It's all about context. And he chose different personalities to express that because his personality is infinite. If it's a love song written to us, when we're at our lowest points, we've got backup. Like a lot of the rational arguments for the existence of God, they tend to work better after you believe. Hi, this is Luke from oztabletalk.com.au. Please join myself and some of my closest friends as we explore our faith through conversation, Bible study, interviews and more. You can find us online at oztabletalk.com.au. That's oz as in Australia, A-U-S, tabletalk.com.au. Looking forward to seeing you there. Bye. I'm so glad that's recorded because I want to write that down. Yeah. (laughs) Someone called it a care package there. (laughs) Wow.
Faith FM, positively different radio.
to Faith FM, positively different radio. Open my lips, I will sing your praise forever. Open my lips, oh Lord, I will sing your Faith FM, positively different radio.